1: I'm Fishonah Heater. And I'm DeFi250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP podcast that only allows dark, normal, and electric types. DeFi, what's going on with you?
0: That's oddly specific. I'm excited to hear about that later on.
1: Oh, it was it's nothing. It's just a completely random thing. Like, I hit the record button, and I'm like, I'll come up with something in the time that it takes me to get to that moment. <laughs> That's what came to my head.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, now we're going to go over to PV Poke. And we're going to go to rankings and you can go to custom rankings for the great league. And we're going to include a filter by type. And you said dark electric and normal. And I want you to guess what the top Pokemon is going to be. And again, the custom rankings are usually pretty like hit or miss you. Like they get refined usually by Mr. PB poke himself. So it'll take a moment. So you think, Umbreon. Um, 100% Umbreon. You are incorrect. Umbreon is number 22. 22? 22. You are forgetting. There are a couple of Pokemon that have that dark typing that would kick the snot out of Umbreon. And... A couple of those pokemon would be scrafty which is at number one with uh, a score of a hundred percent and much like scrafty we have obstagoon, obstagoon. yeah
1: yeah because Umbreon we- doesn't actually do that well against other normal types uh, sorry other other dark types it does great against uh, most of the normals but you've got yep. like vigoroth that uh that can beat it beats Lickitung very well
0: yep your double um doubles in there guzzlord uh-huh. Guztober, let's go. Zwilus <laughs> would also do pretty well against an Umbreon. Um, Dragon Breath and yeah, Body okay. Slam. Uh, so, What's
1: the highest ranked electric type?
0: Togedemaru with Thundershock and that pesky little fell stinger along with Wild Charged followed up shortly by Shadow Magnazone. Regular Magnezone is like nine uh, steps below.
1: I'm not particularly surprised at that. But but anyway, that, that was our intro. Um, oh, oh, wait, wait, oh
0: wait, 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 wait! Yes, oh, number twenty-eight is Pony with double kick and triple axle. I want this ah. meta. Let's let's make this meta happen. Let's go. Is
1: there uh, is there much that can beat the Scrafty, though, or would Scrafty be too overpowered?
0: I mean, with normal types, you would have um, charm. Right? You'd have Wigglytuff.
1: Okay. Right? Yep, that's one.
0: Is Wigglytuff in here?
1: It yeah, it is. Be. It's number
0: eight. It's number eight. So so Scrafty, but its key losses are actually Chargeabug, Beware, Galvantula, Raichu, and Pachirisu.
1: It loses to Beware?
0: In the ones by a very slim margin.
1: Yeah, wow. Because the Beware is taking super effective counter damage, and also dealing resisted damage with the Shadow Claws, so I'm surprised to see that.
0: But superpower on um, Beware is very powerful. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where high attack Pokemon. So if you shield I'm very bad at reading this all the time, but if <laughs> as the when the scrafty user, they shield a stomp and then you shield a power-up punch. And then you do a superpower, you win.
1: There you go. Uh, wait, power up punch, superpower. Is that. Um, you sh- you're shielding. Sort of okay, so let's it. do.
0: Okay, my brain. I'm going <laughs> to say this one more time because I flip back and forth between the you as. Okay, you as the beware mm-hmm. are going to throw a stomp to get a shield. Then the scrafty throws a pup. Gotcha, which yeah, yeah. You shield. And then you throw the superpower.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. You win.
0: It's you win, You win with three HP. So it is. Oof. It is not pretty.
1: <laughs> but it gets the job done.
0: It gets the job done. <laughs> so there's. I, so I don't. I don't know if Scrafty would be too overpowered. You'd have to. Have, it would definitely. Looks like it would be a team effort. Like I think that would make Charger Bug pretty popular. I think it would make Galv pretty popular. It's, Interesting, uh,
1: like uh, I think the thing that makes something the the thing that makes kind of PVP unhealthy is the whole I- idea of the rock paper, scissors So, like if Scrafty just beats the pants off of a whole bunch of different meta threats, and then there are some things that like do pretty well against it, then I think that would make it too overpowered. Like uh, Scrafty would pulverize an Optigoon, an Umbreon. Uh, Basically all of the other darks, like it beats all the other darks and all the other normals, uh, except for your weekly tough. And then kind of your electrics are your best bet. So I feel like it was kind of like when uh, Sylph had that Nightmare Cup meta where it was, what was it, fairy, no, psychic, dark and fighting types. But then you had Gardevoir, which could beat all the fighting and all the dark because it had that subtyping of the fairy, so they just banned that, because it's like, there, there is no way. <laughs> uh,
0: so then I just took, I'm like, okay, so what happens if I take out Scrafty? Well, then Diggersby becomes a problem. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. So uh-huh.
0: it kind of becomes a game of, okay, then what do I take out next? So mm. I am not a meta developer, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just interested in any meta where my Lopunny is a viable Pokemon in it. It makes me happy. <laughs> but that was quite the introduction.
1: <laughs> so uh, so how, how are you? What's, what's going on with you?
0: I had an amazing weekend. I met up with the GoCast crew in Illinois, uh, posted some pictures. If you're in the GoCast podcast server, we have a channel called GoCast IRL, where I posted several pictures. Uh, we've got three of four hosts, me, Chris, and Kyle. We went bowling, uh, and several people went. In addition, we had Cook's Gravy. We had uh, Camo, McG08, Legendary Moo, uh, Camo's wife Tiff, and their two daughters. It was a very, very good time. Took, again, tons of pictures, so be sure to check in the server. Uh, Yeah, it was just really, really nice. It was a good time. It was like Modcast all over (laughs)
1: again. Except with Chris and Kyle there.
0: Except with Chris and Kyle there, which was lovely. Yeah, had a great time. Played the Catch Mastery event. I got a couple shinies. We just walked around the mall and then went bowling. Had dinner. It was nice. It was a good weekend. Yeah, that, that,
1: that does sound fun. I like. <laughs> it's something that comes up quite often is the idea of like, one day I'm going to be able to come out and hang out, out with you guys. And it's going to be a glorious week. Or weekend, however long, <laughs> however long I'm there for, but yeah that that time that time will come. Uh, for me, I have been I've been house sitting for the last week and a half. My aunt has gone overseas for a five week trip to Egypt, and so I'm looking after a house while she's gone. It is a, a very old two story house very rickety. So I, I get home at like 11 PM. It's dark and I'm just hearing creaks and moans. The the house is definitely haunted.
0: (laughs) Well, I hope you're getting compensated fairly to stay in that creepy house by yourself for five weeks. That sounds, that sounds like my personal, no, (laughs) that's a ick for me.
1: I love solitude. (laughs) Um, I love being alone. So no, I'm not getting paid. For it. Uh, I'm doing it as a favor, but I'm also like, it's, I'm, I'm enjoying it very much. Like, I joke about how, yes, the house is haunted, but <laughs> I am absolutely loving it. Unfortunately, the room that I am recording this podcast in is not as acoustically prepared as what my bedroom is at home. So, this week and last week, you might have heard a bit of an echo in my voice. Sorry about that. Not much I can do about it unless I stick up foam around the walls of this room and i'm not sure that um, my aunt would appreciate that so yeah that's that's my week
0: awesome how was your week in pvp in the go battle league
1: so i um have had some big old ups and downs i really wanted to try suicune in ultra league i don't remember if i talked about it how suicune has been very heavily improved with the addition of scold it's already a very bulky pokemon and then give it scold which is such a busted move now like it's it's really nice i have had problems with it though because there are some things that wall it uh reasonably well such as the new hotness which is polywrath polywrath is everywhere and polywrath does quite well against the suicune because, I mean, it's throwing resistant charge moves as well, but those counters add up very, very fast. And they are dealing the guaranteed debuff with the icy Wind rather than just the chance of a debuff with scold. And also Jellicent has been everywhere as well, which is not great for Suicune either. However, my last two sets, I tinkered with my team and ran a team of Kanto Muk in the lead. Suicune as a swap and then Jellicent as a third so ABB water essentially and in those two sets I won nine out of ten battles so I'm keen to try that again today see if I can continue that trend
0: Fish I'm glad you're trending upwards I have hardly played at all I'm only at rank 13 I did get an 11 win streak at some point here so that's good
1: yeah that's that's good
0: However, I'm barely at a 50% win rate. I know I tried like a Dragonair, uh, Vigoroth, Defense Deoxys, ABB style team, and that wasn't going well. Uh, but I did just run a set with Whiskash, Skeleturge, and Talonflame, which is very not what I would typically run because I don't like Incinerate as a move. It's too long and clunky for me personally, and if you overtap. You have so many loose conditions, but I got a four-one with it, which was kind of fun. And since okay. I'm still in that lower rank, I still see kind of weird Pokemon in there, which is a lot of fun for me.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, so you're you're moving along nicely. It's the the progress is slow but solid. It's the it's the hair that the it's the tortoise that won the race, not the hair. Um, so, with that said, let's let's take a look at what's coming up in GBL. We have, from December 15th to 22nd, which will be happening by the time this podcast comes out, we'll be entering into Open Master League and the Great League Holiday Cup. So Holiday Cup is a cup where only Normal, Grass, Electric, Ice, Flying, and Ghost types are allowed. Uh, We have the brand-new Vigoroth, the one with Rockslide instead of Bulldoze, which will be pretty common in this cup. The PB Poke Top 10... For that cup, is. Oh, uh, would you look at that, DeFi? Vigoroth with Rock Slide right up the top with a score of 98.2 out of 100, with the next best being Auroras at 94.6. So I think Vigoroth is going to have a very, very good time in this cup.
0: I agree. If you go down the rest of the line, you have Auroras, Lantern, Dunsparce, specifically Shadow Magnezone, Double steel Steelwing Skarmory, Pachirisu, which is an XL Pokemon at level 50. Arctobax and Togedemaru gets a little chance to sign with Undershock, Fellstinger, and Wild Charge. Uh, just below, we have Skeledurge, as well as the regular Magnezone, as well as Obstagoon running Counter Knight Slash and Cross Chop. You can also see some fun things down there, like XL Litlio is certainly viable. Shadow Alolan Marowak is a favorite, as well as just regular Alolan Marowak. Lots of fun stuff. Pyroar is at twenty six. I see a Miltank. Tank. This is this seems kind of fun. Uh, Vigoroth definitely going to be everywhere, but it's not unbeatable in the ones it's going to lose to that Skarmory, as well as Togedemaru, uh, Charizard, Skeledirge. It's got it's got weaknesses. So this this I think is going to be a little more healthy than the quick meta we threw together at the beginning of the episode. <laughs>
1: We've also got the open Master League rankings where I, I'm i not sure if there's been any sort of change since the season update, but let's take a look. We've got the complete form Zygarde still sitting there at number one. Giratina altered form. I feel like that wasn't as high as second to last time around. We've got Shadow and regular Dragonite. Groudon is at number four. We've got Shadow and regular ho Shadow Mewtwo, Kyrim, Xerneas, Meloetta, and Solgaleo.
0: Yeah, I don't know if Giratina Altered was second place earlier. It certainly has always been good, but I feel like Mm. there might have been some other Pokemon that were up there. Zygarde has been on the top ever since it was released. I feel like Mm -hmm. Groudon was higher last time.
1: Yeah, I think it was number two.
0: Yeah. Ho-Oh is still really high up there. I don't know if it went down or up, but it's at number six now hobo is fun yes
1: (laughs) it's an incinerate user though it is so not for diva not
0: not necessarily (laughs) but it does have sacred fire and brave bird which are very fun uh xerneas with geomancy again geomancy is a longer slower fast move if i remember correctly my current hope is to build a zekrom don't know if that's actually going to happen but Zekrom is at number 13 with Dragon Breath Crunch and Wild Charge does not want its legacy move which is Lovely No Elite Charge TM used for me.
1: Although it is it is good like it's um you're talking about Fusion Bolt, right? Yeah. I mean Fusion Bolt is uh pretty similar stats to Wild Charge, a bit weaker but doesn't debuff you. So if you have the Elite TM and want to use it and you don't like self debuffing moves then fusion bolt may be an option
0: moving into to kind of the big holiday week here in the united states december 22nd to 29th we'll have all three open leagues open great open ultra league open master league fish i'm sure you and i are going to be in the open great league and listeners out there who play open master league someday i'm gonna join you someday I will have those Pokemon that we just mentioned, the Giratina Altered, the Groudon, the Ho-O, the Zekrom, maybe, if I'm can really put the pedal to the metal. However, that time is not this time, I will be in the Open Great League. But we do have an interesting league coming up December 29th to January 5th. And as of right now, I'm double checking because I just looked at the the rankings were just posted. And I'm looking and I'm looking for a ban list on Little Cup for the Holiday Cup, and I don't see one. So I think this is actually the rankings. Fish, are you ready for the Little Holiday Cup rankings?
1: Um, I don't think I am ready for the i I'm, I'm I've got it in front of me. <laughs> but I'm I am in a state of denial. I'm like, this is this is not, not happening.
0: <laughs> Number one at 100% is Smeargle with lock on and flying press. I'm not really sure how you would get that move set on a Smeargle. I do have a Smeargle that is perfect. I do have a perfect Smeargle. Wow. Um, Her name is Frida Kahlo. I <laughs> like that and she knows counter and dynamic punch so wow. that's not a bad one but I don't have the XL to power her up I could only get her to um 453 so I'm quite a few levels short on that but I've been working on her as a best buddy for like on and off for a while so maybe I will maybe I'll pick her back up again I don't know so Smeargle, that's a thing that exists. Lock-on's not an option. I think it would be, I think you want Thundershock Flying Press. Mm. That's. I think that's the one.
1: So here's what I'm doing. I'm now bringing up Smeargle versus the Little Holiday Cup. One at level 50 and one at level 40 with the Thundershock Flying Press moveset. And I'm going to see what difference that makes. So... At level 50 you have a, a record of 20 wins and 11 losses against the meta. At level 40 you have 15 and 16, so still pretty good. You're losing a Bomber Snow, Eevee, Alolan Ninetales and Togekiss. That's the Alolan Ninetales shadow and regular form. Uh, just for the sake of being thorough, let me put in the lock on flying press moveset because like the rankings do take lock on and flying press as the moveset. So being able to compare it to a more realistic Thundershock and Flying Press, that um that might give us a better idea of like how relevant this thing actually will be. <laughs> it's also giving me Aerial Ace as a second move, but that's not there's happen. no
0: Nope. Cause Smeargle cannot learn second moves.
1: So with Lock On, so uh, remember a level fifty with Thundershock Flying Press had the twenty and eleven record. The Lock On Flying Press has a twenty five and six record. It's picking up Charger Bug, Chikorita, Gligar, Pikachu, Libre, and Skelader. Skeladerge, Devi, Skeladerge with a, f- a normal and a flying move. <laughs> it's picking up Skeladerge.
0: Incredible.
1: In the one shields.
0: Well, it's a it's a fighting move, normal and fighting right yeah what did i say flying oh sorry yeah a normal and a fighting move yeah because it's called flying press you would think it's a flying (laughs) move but no
1: but still like it's both of those moves are double resisted, and well lock not doing any damage anyway flying press is a double resisted move against Skeleturge, and it's the only move it's got and yet it's beating it in the ones defy
0: it's that's disgusting that's (laughs) that's
1: terrible
0: so we just got done talking about like flying press. It's a fighting move. Is it a flying move in the main series game? It's kind of both actually. Yes, so it's complicated. Like most things in Pokemon math, he is complicated. It's complicated. So just I'm reading from Bulba garden and it says, despite being a fighting type move, the damage dealt is actually a combination of fighting and flying types. And thus it's effectiveness against a given Pokemon differs from other fighting type moves. If flying press is used while under the effect of electrify or normalize, damage is calculated using flying type, and it cannot be used when gravity is in effect. Like, it's just giving me all these, like, specific Hmm. things. That's pretty crazy. But But it's complicated.
1: It's cool. I like it.
0: I don't know. I would have to, if someone's a VGC expert, maybe you can explain it a little better to me, but that's something I know that it kind of does both. It's a fighting move, but can also kind of deal flying type damage. It's interesting. So that's a lot about Smeargle. Let's talk about the rest because I don't know. You might not find a lot of level 50 Smeargles in Little Holiday Cup, depending on where you are in the ranking. So let's look at what you might find instead. Vigoroth at number two, Amora at number three. Amora is the little one. Alolan Vulpix could be Shadow or Regular. Abomasnow could be Shadow or Regular. Double, Shadow Liquid, Alolan Marowak could be Shadow, could be Regular. Shadow Alolan Sandslash or Regular Alolan Sandslash, both are viable here. And then Aurorus, which is the bigger of the, fo- the evolved form of Amora.
1: I'm liking that Litwick in there, There's particularly the Shadow. With Ember, Mystical Fire, and Flame Charge, uh, the Ghost typing will be able to resist like the counters and Body Slams from Vigoroth, so you're relying on the uh, Rock Slide to get the KO while you're dealing neutral damage back. Uh, there are quite a few Ices and Grasses in here, so Volpix, Abomasnow, uh, Lol on Sand Slash, and then even the Auroras, like your taking resisted damage with powder snows and weather balls they have to land an ancient power uh, sorry uh, an amora has to land the ancient power the auroras will have to land the the whole meteor beam and the fire attacks are neutral back on those two pokemon because the uh, the ice and rock cancel each other out so i think litwick's got a lot of play
0: let me just go ahead and look and see what pokemon i have under 500 cp that are even on this list. Because this isn't the normal little cup list. Like, this isn't like right. little jungle cup. This isn't your Bulbasaur Vulpix meta Pokemon. I have a tiny little um Alolan Sand Shrew. <laughs> I don't think that's on Ooh. the list. I've got a couple
1: of Shadow Alolan Marowaks under 500.
0: Uh, so i'm looking the
1: new and improved fire spin as well fire spin now like a really good move
0: and i have a tiny little altaria but that's not
1: oh that's cute
0: that's not what i'm looking for i don't know (laughs) if i have a lot of this stuff
1: you know we we talk a lot about updates that they need to make to this game but i think we've really overlooked the obvious change that they need to make which is in all Little Cup formats, the Pokemon sprites out on the battlefield need to be tiny.
0: Yes. Just ex- every <laughs> single one of them extra small.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just seeing the tiny little Abomasnow come out and start throwing powder at the opponent. A tiny little Lotaria going, peck, 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 peck.
0: Ooh, I bet I could make a Vulpix. I could totally okay. make a Vulpix. Um, uh, Kanto
1: or Alolan?
0: Alolan. I could totally do that. Um, I don't think I can make an Obama Oh, that's small, but if I can make the Vulpix, I think I'm fine. I don't think I can make a double that small, maybe?
1: We did have Wooly spawning.
0: Yes. I could make a tiny little sheep. Okay, so maybe I can play in this. I'm, I'm seeing some things that I could potentially Oh, I have an Alolan Marowak that's at cp 510 that Ooh. makes me want to cry
1: Ooh. gross
0: you know it's really gross i have the shadow and it has really good ivs and it's C- under cp 500 it's one of those that i like to show people <laughs> and to purify it in front of them and make them sad so i do have one
1: yeah yeah
0: so i i, I have some some of these things we'll see we'll see we the- see what we got we're
1: spending a lot of status so i don't know about you
0: I don't want to spend a lot of dust on this, so yeah. I don't think I will.
1: I mean, but like, so that, what what do you have already that you've actually like built out?
0: Well, the Vulpix is already at that 500 CP. It's not an XL. The Litleo I have at five is already built. Um, the Dubwool, when I evolved the Wulu, is incredibly inexpensive because Wulu, I believe it's a very low cost it's the ten thousand for the new attack yeah okay so i think there's plenty in here you can use a ducklet like ducklets an option in this cup it exists it's it's an option that exists i like how you could also use a pikachu uh from the fifth anniversary like with the balloons (laughs)
1: because
0: that knows fly
1: fly yeah
0: (laughs) thundershock wild (laughs) charge fly that could be fun That could be hilarious, actually. (laughs) So I want to use that. When else are you going to use Pikachu with a five-shaped balloon? Somebody tell Chris (laughs) and Kyle that they have an opportunity to use Pikachu with a five-shaped balloon. And I think they'll take you up on it.
1: So that was our GBL session, and uh, that was a long one. I I hope we gave a lot of good information for you to sink your teeth into. As you enter each of those cups. Now it's time for our in-game events. And right now we are in the middle of the Adamant Time event, December 11, 2015. It will be over by the time you hear this, but I hope you got your Canto Volpixes, your Voltorbs for your Electrode, your Goldeen to make a a good Seeking, because like Seeking... It was a, a pretty underrated pick, I feel. Of course, Dratini is in there for your Dragonairs and Dragonites, and Snorlax in Raids, which will make a good Ultra League or Master League Pokemon.
0: I mean, didn't King make, like, top cut in Gdansk? Didn't it take right? second place? So I don't know how... Un- is it underrated if it took second place uh, from, I believe, Tauntaun Batus used it? I don't know how much he actually used it, used it but it was on his team.
1: Well, I mean, Honestly, I think that's the definition of underrated, right? Like, it's better than what the public currently thinks of it.
0: Well, the public should think again.
1: Uh, <laughs> they should rate it. <laughs>
0: yes. So, well, that is it for that adamant time. I hope everybody got a really good chance to play it. I know it's only during the week. We talked about that, that that's kind of frustrating. But for the weekend, for those of us who enjoy weekend play, we have December Community Day, Saturday, December 16th, Sunday, December 17th. Chris and Kyle have covered this, the December Community Day, every single thing that you possibly need to know about it. So let's focus in on specifically the PvP Pokemon spawns. If you're unsure of how December Community Day works, be sure to check out the main podcast to listen and hear mm. about it a little bit more.
1: And I've basically listed out the Pokemon that I think, like, from most important to least, from what's going to be spawning or evolvable, during this event and so right at the top is Polywag, which evolves into a poliwrath and when you've got that uh, legacy move of counter that community day move of counter it makes it very very good like what, what was the stats we'll get to it later but i think it was like seven of the top eight in stuttgart in the play pokemon championships had poliwrath as their counter user and there was only one metacham like what <laughs> mind blown right
0: Yes, I am excited to talk more about that later.
1: We have Wooper, which there is the Johto version and the Powdane version, which will both give you... I think the Powdane one's a little bit more important, but that is something to chase if you don't have a good IV one of those. Alolan if you're like slash me... Some...
0: Hold
1: on. <laughs> so wait, what's your highest If you're rate? like
0: me... Uh for Paldean Wooper, mine are all in the toilet because if you were like me, mine were weather boosted the entire time Ugh. and I know a lot of people had that complaint. In December, that's less likely to happen. So I am <laughs> hoping for non weather boosted spawns cuz all of my Clodsire are just I think they're not good. They're not good. I think my best one has an attack still of like a 4. I and that's the best I could do
1: G- ground is boosted during sunny weather, right? It's I think like grass ground and fire or something it, like that, that wasn't
0: the problem. It was poison,
1: well, yes, I'm thinking for me though, because uh, this like we're in summer here in Australia, so I've got a reasonable chance of getting the weather boost myself.
0: Ground is both in like sunny or clear, like yeah. right now it's nighttime for me and it's currently clear outside, so grass, ground, and fire are all boosted.
1: Yeah, so this thing proving pretty elusive. So next up we have Alolan Sandshrew, which uh, if you evolve that, that won't be part of the spawns because it was a 2022 community day, but if you evolve it to Alolan Sandslash, then you will get that legacy move of Claw. You've got Charizard, which when you evolve that, it will be Blast Burn and Dragon Breath, so keep that in mind. If you want the Wing Attack or the Fire Spin, you will have to use an Elite TM for the Wing Attack or a regular TM for Fire Spin. Grubbin, I put next to, like, Charger Bug. Charger Bug, very high usage at the Stuttgart uh, Regional as well, and I, I I love Charger Bug. It's just so safe against anything that's not a ground type, essentially. We've got Froakie to make a good Greninja. Rain is still relevant and if you, that's another 2022 one, you can evolve that to get Icicle Spear and Powder Snow. Ursa Luna, an evolvable one from 2022, that gives you high horsepower and can be good for Master League. Then we've got Chespin with Frenzy Plant and Jumpluff with Acrobatics, both of those, uh, the more relevant moves for those two Pokemon.
0: All right. I will certainly be out there for the whooper for sure. I think Slowpoke, Galarian Slowpoke, is also spawning. Uh,
1: Yes. Not
0: not a high importance. However, in like a Kanto Cup or something, could be useful with that surf. I think.
1: Uh, And Scald now.
0: Yeah, and Scald. And I'm pretty sure that was another one where poison typing was boosted and I just did not have any luck because all of mine have a high attack. Poison typing, it is, I think that's cloudy weather. I think I had cloudy weather the entire, like for both of those days. So those are things that I'm going to be on the lookout for, but definitely be looking at that list. Be sure to target which day because the spawns are different on either day. Be sure to be paying attention to that. The last event we're going to talk about is Winter Holiday Part One, actually announced today, and it is the Titan debut. Titan has a stat product of eighteen ninety nine fish. What is that comparable to?
1: I compare that to basically like your Frostlast Trevenant kind of thing. Um, so, like a bit on the glassier side, but still very workable. The problem though is that it is just a straight ice type, which, yeah, you were t- telling me just how bad straight ice type is defensively before the show started. I Like, it is good offensively. It's uh, super effective against a fair few things, and like I've mentioned in the past, it makes a great pairing with water. But de- defensively, the only thing it resists is other ice types. So, uh, <laughs> that might hold it back.
0: Yeah, so we will have to see when it debuts, how Satitan pans out. I do agree. it's The pure ice typing is not great for it, despite it could get a really good moveset and its typing could really just hold it back. So we'll have to see.
1: Interestingly, Satotal, which is the Pokemon that evolves into Satitan, uh, doesn't quite reach 1500 CP, but has a higher stat product when it gets to uh, level 50. So I think it was like 1950 stat product or something. So like just barely, uh, barely more than Sir Titan. But I don't know if, if uh, that thing gets good moves, then maybe that'll be an option. Uh, you could best buddy it to just get it just like right on that cusp of 1500. So yeah, so total might be an option too.
0: Ooh, so we'll have to see how those Pokemon pan out when we... See their debut in Winter Holiday Part 1. Also part of Winter Holiday Part 1, we have Double Candy and Double Stardust, which is good for any pvp We love Double Stardust. We love Candy. So let's take a look at those spawns. In addition to the Satitan, citatal combination, we will have Alolan Sandshrew, Seal, which is good for Dugong, Eevee, good for a variety of things, but specifically Umbreon and Sylveon, Swineup and Piloswine will both be spawning. Another Pokemon spawning is Feel. It'll have a cute little costume. I don't think you can evolve it. Usually they kind of announce if that's evolvable. I'm looking at my cute little round boy from 2021, and it is not able to evolve. You mm-hmm. get some candy if you don't have any spiel candy and you want to evolve one up to wall rain and unlock the moves and you don't have any candy for it this could be an opportunity but if you get a good pvp one don't count on being able to evolve it (laughs) ever also spawning our bergmite which we just had in the catch mastery event Uh, good xl candy for hisuian avalug in, I believe, like Master or if we ever get Master Premier back again can be pretty interesting. Also, Amara, I believe, is one of those, if you're lucky, trainers kind of spawns. And Amara is really, really fun. I love Amara. So hope that everybody gets to spawn a couple of those.
1: Next up, we've got our Play Pokemon section. We've alluded to this uh, a couple of times in the journey leading up to this point. But we are finally here. We had the Stuttgart Regional and uh, it was exciting to watch because the meta has been shaken up. Finally, finally, the moment that I have been begging for, for I think literally years, (laughs) has happened. Metacham is slightly less good than it previously was. It's happened. Hooray. We did it, we did it together. It as a concerted effort, we uh, we all st- we all put our voices together. we uh, we all use that hashtag hear' Us Niantic. They finally listened. They were like, no, we need to we need to make this thing just slightly less viable <laughs> for the health of the game.
0: And the new fighting type is definitely the Poliwrath is the new fun Pokemon in the game. If you take a look at the day one usage, Poliwrath, not on there. Not on the day one usage chart. But day two, it's on six out of eight teams. So it, And all of them are Shadow, so five Shadows, one regular Poliwrath. Also, charge a bug on seven of the eight top teams is kind of wild. There's a couple Clawseyer users on there. Trevenant is back, though. Technical Statusan and Palasha all brought Trevenant and made it into that top cut. Palasha actually taking third place, which is super exciting. She is very close to that world's qualification mark. I'm hoping with the locals in Europe and a couple more tournaments on the horizon. She'll be able to make it there. A couple Chris, four, four Cresselias, yeah. actually more than a couple, uh, a guzzlord made it. It was, this is wild. I have not gotten a chance to go back and watch, but I've been, I saw a lot of the social media happening. Uh, Cause I was out and busy this weekend with hanging out with friends, but I very much intend to go back and watch quite a bit of this tournament because it is fast, this is yeah, one metacham in the top eight, and one defense deoxys, to be fair, because uh, like it one was, of those.
1: yeah, yeah, because, because like it in the past, it was the very opposite, right? Like, the like, we had a couple where it's like, oh, metacham, not. As uh, still number one in usage, but like not quite as dominating as before. And then you get to the top eight, top 16 even. And it's like, oh, right, literally everyone in the top 16 had Metachem. <laughs> So, But no, now it's the opposite. Like MetaCham second in usage, like, mm, yeah, okay. I mean, happy that it's been knocked off the top by Lickitung was actually the most used Pokemon this time at 67%. But uh, yeah, Metacham down at second. You're like, oh, uh, yeah, okay, that's, that's really cool. And then you get to top eight and none of them had it. Like that's so exciting to me.
0: We'll have to see, though. What is this? This is the very first tournament of the new meta. We'll have to see if it shakes out a little bit more. If there's any new and exciting spice picks that come through. There's a Galarian Stunfisk in yeah, <laughs> top meta. I was again. gonna
1: mention that. There's that and Trevenant as well as in the top twelve. Like that's a bit of a blast from the past.
0: It is. It's wild. Oh, actually, I lied. There are two Defense Deoxys. Somebody brought both a Defense Deoxys and a Shadow polyrath. That was status. Oh, wow. Brought both of them. And a Mantine. say, As well as though technical brought a Mantine. I think some of these battlers might have collaborated together to build some of these teams. Some of these picks seem very much in common. I'm excited, though, to see how this is going to shake out. We do have to quickly go through the winner's. Uh, the rankings of how this all turned out in Stuttgart. Colin Six took first place. His team was the Altaria, Chargebug Cresselia, Lickitung, Shadow Polyrath and Galarian Stunfisk. Then we had Dinoski. Takes second, also using that bug. This is the regular polyrath. Polyrath now having Counter, Skulled, and Icy Wind, which is kind of wild. Collins was a little different, running Counter, Power-Up Punch, and Icy Wind, I do believe. Also, the Cresselia on Future Sight is interesting. Future Sight, Grass Knot. No Moonblast to be found. Palasha is the one that I was really excited to see at number three personally with the Azumarill, as well as a Claude Zire Enjoyer, uh, also bringing that Trevenant b- back from the past. Uh, seven and eight were Statistan and Tho Technical, uh, both running Mantines, as well as the Chargebugs and the Trevenants. But there were a lot of really good people. Pokusquark, Tauntaun Batus, 23 EJB, Elephant Flash. Me Weedle, a mind joke Jojo Go Go Dancer also made an appearance, uh, and I'm not even into the top like 25 yet. There's a Shadow Sneezler that someone brought at number 33. That's wild. I love I love this. I love looking and seeing all these Pokemon that are so different. Like seeing those Wiscash. Someone mm. brought a purified Wiscash, and now, did okay with it.
1: This is the first. Regional of this meta it's it's really exciting to see such a variety but it could as the season goes on we could get like a consolidation of the meta where by the end of it everyone's just bringing the same six Pokemon again so we'll wait and see on that one but for now I'm, I'm just enjoying this right var- although I'm catching myself as I say this because like yeah I say there's a lot of variety but six of the top eight brought Polyrath. Seven of the top eight brought Charger Bug. Um, there's a lot of liquor tongues here. One, two, three, four, five, six in the top eight. So uh, maybe not as diverse as what it seems on the surface.
0: It's just different. It's it different. Still feels different. Yeah. It's different and new. Some new shiny toys. People bringing the Cresselia, Bringing. Different, just different. An altar an altaria, two altarias made top eight. That's been a while. Yeah. So I'm Interest I'm interested to see what's gonna what's gonna float, what's gonna sink in this new season. But we'll get another shot at taking a look at it when we look at San Antonio coming up this weekend. We have our caster list that is gonna be Softof, Tuo Butters, Mark Sun, and wholesome Mr. Jim Lawson the mayor himself those streams are going to be Saturday December 16th at seven forty-five a.m to 4 30 p.m pacific time approximately and then day two where we show the day two bracket play winners losers and grand finals that is going to run from 8 a.m to 1 p.m pacific standard time so be sure to watch out for san antonio i'm excited to see how the united states is going to take on this new meta sometimes the united states and north america can find the spice cabinet and sometimes they can't so we'll have to see what ends up happening there
1: (laughs) what is spice nowadays like (laughs) i think everything is spicy at the moment
0: well, we'll have well. right now I would call Lickitung not spice.
1: Okay. Would- <laughs> so anything but Lickitung is spicy at the moment. Fair enough. <laughs> Medicham.
0: <laughs> yeah, Medicham is not. Medicham could be spicy now. We'll have yeah, to Yeah, like
1: say. someone brings Medicham and like Caleb Peng loses his mind. <laughs> like, someone's bringing a Medicham into a play Pokemon event.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, or it'll be Butters. It'll be Butters at this one. So as our loud and hyped up caster.
1: See, I think uh, the difference between those two, uh, Caleb will. C- Caleb's very straightforward with his thinking of, like, these are the meta picks and, it, like, going going outside of those picks are a brave choice. Butters is more like me, where he's just looking at everything else and being like, this could be meta, this could be meta, this could be meta. <laughs> so I feel like um, if we got to a point where Metacham uh, drops off in usage so much that, like, it's actually a surprise to see someone bringing one, then it would be caleb who's going like wow this person this person's bringing a metacham remember that Wow, blast from the past until that point you'd probably see butters being like maybe it's metacham's time to get back in the spotlight i think butters is more of the speculator
0: (laughs) i like butter's speculation i love it
1: 100 percent. i'm so like his enthusiasm is so contagious i love hearing him talk about the game
0: All right. So we can move on to talk about the upcoming events. Be sure you are getting registered for these. They all come after the new year 2024. We have Portland coming up January 5th to the 7th. Last I checked, that was about 47 people registered. Get in on that. Charlotte at only 37. U.S., North America, let's step it up because Liverpool's out there with at least 92 people registered uh, January 27th to the 28th. Then looking at the beginning of February, we have both Knoxville and Melbourne, which is that first weekend of February, like the 2nd to the 4th, 3rd to the 4th. And registration is open, Fish. I'm assuming you have registered at this point.
1: I have, and I am currently in there with how many other players do you think
0: have registered? I'm, I'm going some, I'm thinking seven would be like really low, and I'm thinking 20 might be a little high. I think 17.
1: Don't forget, there were 56 players in Brisbane
0: that's true but you, there there's still time to register mm. this is this isn't for almost two months
1: so i'm in there with 34 other people so 35 wow yeah 35
0: yeah. way to go Mel- you're tied with charlotte almost <laughs> so
1: step it up charlotte
0: charlotte and all of all of these north american regionals gotta get it together all right. Then we also have Dortmund uh, February 10th to the 11th. I don't believe registration has opened up for that yet, but that'll be the next one on the horizon because I think then we take a little break until March. So I think there's a couple weekends. Yeah. Cause Vancouver regionals after Knoxville in the North America, that's February 2nd to the 4th. We don't have another one until the end of March in Vancouver. Yeah. And Dortmund's in February, the next one would be Utrecht, and that would be at the beginning of March. And then, yeah, for you, Perth's not until April, and we don't have anything for the Latin America region on the books right now. So there's going to be quite a significant break after Dortmund for a few weeks. Just kind of keep that in mind. If you want to get in on the official championship series here in the winter months, get on it. You've got Quite a few, you've got some opportunities to do so.
1: So that means it's time to open our mailbag. And we have some mails to get through from the first one being from Abby, who sent this in on November the 28th, who says, Hello Fish on a heater and DeFi 250. Perfect capitalization on both names. I thought I would share my current Master League team for GBL. I like the team, but this team struggles with Melmetal and the Dialga Mirror. Giratina altered 100% with Dragon Breath, Dragon Claw, and Ancient Power. Gyarados 100% with Waterfall, Aquatail, and Crunch. And Dialga 15-14-15 with Dragon Breath, Draco Meteor, and Iron Head. I understand my weaknesses, and I've been getting better at handling that Dialga mirror match. I've switched Giratina with Dialga for the lead. Only Gyarados is maxed out, but my two legendaries are above level 40. I'm maxing Dialga first, slowly. I had Shadow Sneak on Giratina before seeing Ancient Power recommended on PB Poke. I've been thinking I should look at Giratina's moves to see if a move could help me struggle less. I've started to wonder if I should switch out a Pokemon for my 100% Togekiss that I had maxed out. I had selected the moves for this Togekiss before it had its Community Day move. I also think I need a second Master League team since sometimes different GBL ranks have different common Pokemon. May the Master League RNG be in your favor, Abby.
0: Abby, I would need to be playing in the Master League for the RNG to be in my favor. Bring back Master <laughs> Premier. When when Niantic. All right, Fish, what do you think about Abby's team?
1: So, I've punched your three Pokémon into PB poke and I've kind of yeah, you haven't specified the level uh precisely on your other two Pokémon, so I've just gone with level 45, just kind of halfway between that 40 and 50. Uh, looks like for a start, the level does make a, a pretty significant difference. If you are just assuming that you are coming up against all level fifties on the opposing side, being even level 45 makes a lot of those matchups a lot harder and being level 40, uh, really puts you in trouble. So, uh, look, I don't, I don't want to discourage you from using those Pokemon until they're fully maxed out because you can certainly get a feel for what they can do for what the capabilities are before then and you know what if you are playing with not fully maxed out pokemon i think there is also a reasonable chance that your opponents might also have unmaxed pokemon as well having said that it is a little bit harder to get a, a a truly accurate idea of what the team can and can't do just going through pb poke because they like default to fully leveled pokemon and it's a quite the slog (laughs) quite the slog (laughs) Um, uh, trying to adjust that the major problems that the team seem to have are Xerneas, Florgis, Origin Form Giratina, Shadow Gyarados, Opposing Dialga, Melmetal which were the two that you mentioned Avalug, Shadow Rain, and Primarina. So of those, there are some that you just won't see. Like, I, I don't know how many Shadow Rain you're going to see in non-premier, um, just in open. The Xerneas, I feel like you might get a fair bit. Uh, Florges is more of a premier type Pokemon. Origin Giratina, I think, is pretty common. Gyarados is pretty common. Uh, what I like that you've done is you've put the dragon move on the Giratina, the dragon fast move and the waterfall on the Gyarados. It would be a, a little bit um, superfluous if you had the dragon move on both. So what I would have done, which, which is, yeah, what you did, if if you're going to put the dragon move on the Giratina, then the water move on the Gyarados, or if you're going to put the dragon breath on Gyarados, then I'd probably have Claw on Giratina, just so you've got a little bit of extra coverage in those three picks. What I would do, however is if you're running Dragon Breath on the Giratina, I would probably put in the Shadow Sneak instead of Ancient Power as the second move because if you don't have Shadow Sneak, then you're going to struggle quite a bit against Steels. So what, what's the, what are some of the Steel types in Master League?
0: Um, I know Metagross is in there. Dialga. Take Dialga would be a big one. Uh, right up at the top.
1: Uh, But then I guess uh, against Dialga, you could just throw Dragon Claw, because that's neutral.
0: Soul Galeo, if people have decided to build that out, is a Steel and Psychic type, I believe, uh, which is a very interesting typing, but runs a Fire Fast move, which always has confused me, uh, because Soul (laughs) is Sun, and the fact that it's not a Fire type has always... Confuse me uh, so the top steel in open master league solgaleo dialga malmetal heatran genesect and then you have metagross
1: right so, so shadow sneak gives you a little bit more play against those steals um, and then vice versa if you're running shadow claw on the giratina then i would put the ancient power because ancient power can be really good against uh uh ho for example, like there's a few flyers like, uh, also, that's probably my first piece of advice, whether you take it or not, it's up to you. I'm sure you can do just fine with the dragon breath, dragon claw, ancient power. As far as like covering each other goes, I think, uh, I think you've done pretty well with just overall coverage. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I would say so as well. There's a wide variety of different moves on there that can hit quite a few different things. Like I really love the Gyarados being able to hit with both water type damage and the dark type with crunch because you have dragon breath covered in other places. I like that there's a lot of dragon, dragon damage hits basically everything (laughs) Uh, for at least neutral. There's very little that resists dragon and You've got Steel with Iron Head for Fairy types with Dialga. Yeah, it seems, seems pretty well covered. But again, I'm not the Master League expert. That's definitely not my cup mm. of tea. I do think, I like Xerneas, I think, might be another Pokemon I'm eyeing up. I'm looking at Fairy typing. I'm just sitting here looking at all of my legendary Pokemon that I just really want to max out <laughs> someday.
1: I think uh, something like a Zacian would be a fairy type that has better play against your Dialga and your Melmetal. The, you said those are the two things you're struggling against, and I'm uh, just I'm on the track of trying to think like how would you play against those two Pokemon specifically. You've got Giratina would do very well against it, especially if you uh, gave it Shadow Claw instead of Dragon Breath. The Gyarados and the Dialga definitely not as much. Maybe close combat Zacian would have a a bit better play what would I replace with it though probably Gyarados I guess right oh maybe the Diaga so what what about like Giratina Gyarados and Zacian
0: Ooh, that seems like it could be dangerous Zacian's really fun with Snarl Close Combat and Wild Charge it is both of its charge moves debuff you which you so you really need to be able to switch around Zacian, so either putting it kind of in the lead and then be be willing to swap out of it later, can be a really good strategy. And just making sure you keep your all three of your Pokemon healthy enough so you can do some quick swaps to clear the debuffs.
1: As for Togekiss, you probably wouldn't want because that was another uh, th- thought in the email, uh, swapping in Togekiss, you probably wouldn't improve your stocks against Melmetal specifically. Diaga is a very interesting one because with shields up, the charms will overcome, like obviously the dragon breath is double resisted. Uh, so with shields up, the charms do overcome the Diaga. However, if the Diaga lands an iron head, then uh, that's lights out for the Togekiss. I'm trying to remember, I think I had a few Diaga versus Togekiss matchups in Master League. Classic back when that was a thing, and I think the Diaga did just get to a second Iron Head, which means that in that matchup, I did have to spend two shields if I wanted to to win that opening matchup, which made it very very rough. And so I imagine if Pokemon are at level fifty, then that's even worse because the the, like everything's bulkier and the Diaga is even more likely to get to that second Iron Head, which. Again, makes it hard. So probably Zacian's the... No, definitely recommend Zacian as the as the pick there instead of the Togekiss.
0: All right. Well, Amy, I hope that gave you a little bit of help with your Master League team. Let us know how it goes. I really love it when trainers keep us updated. Like, hey, I tried this team and I switched to something else or it worked for a little while or I'm doing really well with it. Let us know. Uh, please stay in touch. Next up is Scorpio Kid, who wrote in on December 4th, who writes, Can I ask you a PV, a Go PVP question? Yes. Yes. Just looking to get into tournaments, and I've signed up for a fun one hosted by Lured Up Podcast. How important is move counting actually in tournaments? So I can talk about that I was on the train of no move counting ever, only go by the feeling in your jellies for a long time. And now where I've kind of gotten to is at least counting your own moves to throw on proper timing at bare minimum. If you know and play the game a ton, sometimes you can just kind of get a feel like if you're not paying attention, like me when I'm streaming and I'm talking to the chat and I'm looking at all my screens and i'm not super like i'm not counting when i'm streaming i'm not even attempting to count my opponent's moves but i can usually tell and my people who watch my streams can tell i make a lot of really sick catches <laughs> just based on feel of the game so it can be done i will very strongly advocate for throwing example for example if you're a whiskash you're throwing a ter- two turn fast move with mudshot and let's say you're get- against a three turn fast move so, fire spin, let's say you need to be throwing as much as you can on that one, four, seven cycle to make sure that your opponent's not getting free fire spins in there. That would be the big thing. If you can learn and be able to keep track of not just throwing on proper timing, but also keeping track of your opponent's moves and energy, that is when you get into like it's axon rise to occasion like you're (laughs) like you're champions of the world and of regionals some of the the best of the best that's that's Mm. when you get into that territory
1: yeah i'll i'll answer basically on a similar line i do think it is very important i only hesitate because i don't want to discourage anyone from thinking like uh I think a huge part of the, we're getting into like a, a very deep philosophical question of like, why isn't PVP bigger than it is here, which is for, for me, I think part of the reason is that to the uninitiated, it just seems like they either it's just tapping or everyone knows, like they understand that there is more to it than just tapping, but they have no idea what it is that they don't know. So it just seems like everyone is just, just, curb stomping anyone who who doesn't know the game well enough and i don't want to discourage those people from giving it a go so yeah i think uh counting is a very very important skill and it will raise your uh, performance level a lot but i would also say please don't let that stop you from trying tournaments like you know that it's a deficiency in your skill set and that just means you know what to work on right, as you are slowly getting that practice in.
0: All right, Fish, we have one more piece of mail in the burlap sack. It is from Brendan Faulkner who who wrote in on December 6th and says, hey guys, with the new buff to incinerate on Talonflame, I tried it out, but I don't understand why. The animation completely shows, but they get a charge move in and take zero damage. I can't keep saying it's go battle leg, but I also don't understand how it's working. So I think that might be a little bit more of kind of what I was talking about with move timing, Fish.
1: Yeah, obviously we don't know uh, for sure without watching a battle, but it sounds, yeah, it sounds like a few different options. One of them being timing. So like they're, they are claiming that they see the complete or that they were exact words are the animation completely shows. So I'm not sure if by that, they mean that the entire incinerate is happening and yet there's still no damage on the other side, uh, which seems unlike like that seems like a bug. <laughs> um, like that would definitely report that. <laughs> um, uh, but the other option could be, yeah, like you said, move timing uh, where if you damage for a fast move will apply on the last turn of the fast move. So a an incinerate being five turns, the first four turns of that incinerate, you won't get any damage. On the fifth turn, that's when the damage goes through.
0: And a turn, remember, Brendan, is half a second. So when you press that incinerate, you press the the screen for the, your fast move, that's two full seconds that you're not getting any damage. It's on that last half second because uh, one incinerate is two and a half seconds long. It is brutally, brutally slow. And that's why <laughs> I tell people, like talking about Scorpio Kids question, whenever, let's say, again, I'm a cash throwing into your Talon Flame, I'm always going to throw two Mud Shots And then throw my charge move because my charge move will apply first. So I will get too fast. That's what's
1: meant to happen. That's what's meant to happen. (laughs) I actually don't get that very often, to be honest.
0: Okay. So what's meant to happen is if you are a Pokemon that wins charge. Yeah. Even if, regardless of whether you win charge move priority, the charge move, my charge move should apply before. The end of your fast move is what's how that's meant to work, I believe. So then we're getting into the we're getting into the real nitty gritty. But that's why I always recommend throwing two mud shots and then your charge move, because you should be able to get all of that done before incinerates the incinerate damage applies. And then maybe you throw your charge move because it takes a turn. It takes a half second to throw a charge move.
1: Uh, one more thing I might throw in there is that there's a current little visual hiccup, I guess, where, say, for example, an opponent throws a an incinerate, or say you throw an incinerate on your opponent, and they throw a charge move, like, right in the middle of that incinerate. At the moment, there's a little, I, I call it a hiccup, because it's like it doesn't really affect the battle at all, uh, a little hiccup where you won't see the damage applied until after your charge move has completed. So it will look like your incinerate did no damage to your opponent but then after you know you come out of a little mini game and you're back into tapping the screen that's when the damage applies from the previous incinerate.
0: or that's when the damage shows.
1: yeah that shows yeah much better word for it. So that's a couple of different uh, possibilities of what could be happening. Uh, let us know if that answers the question or whether you still have more of them. In the meantime, let's get into the achievements where we celebrate the uh, accomplishments of people from the Palatown PVP Discord server, which I run, and the GoCast Discord server. In Pallet Town, we have Dad, Esperez Gachuelo, and Tarkidog8 all have hit ace for this season. Tromix has hit 3,000 great League wins. Aholtz got to level 43, and OG Blastoys got 73 wins out of their first 100, which is pretty impressive. In the Gokar server, Lachlan from the Starpiece podcast has finished the first page of his Go battle League season long research. DeFi, do you have anything to plug?
0: I do fish. So I. it is still the month of December. I took a little bit of a mini break from streaming just because I had a lot going on. However, it is still the month of December, and I'm still raising money for Doctors Without Borders. And we are currently at the $635 mark as of this recording. If we reach $750, I will do a 12-hour stream, probably of mostly Pokemon stuff thousand dollars the current goal. Uh, I will play a playthrough of the game Celeste, which is a little fun platformer game that I've heard a lot of really good avu- reviews about. I've seen a lot of pictures of it and I just I just kind of want to play it. It looks fun. Yeah, kind of challenging. But I'll I'll do a playthrough of it on stream if people are in, um, if we get to that thousand and people are interested in doing that. So lots of little goals. And again, still doing all those fun rewards. Like I have a thank you wall. I have lots of bean boozled jelly beans. I had to eat some pretty gross runs on stream recently. Uh, a game for 15 minutes is also kind of popular because it's a very fun little fruit little mini game that's kind of just relaxing to watch. Draw Pokemon from memory is kind of terrifying because I do it in MS Paint and it's worse than PvP Steve. PVP Steve <laughs> has actually gotten quite good at his little MS Paint work. And this is mine is awful. So that's that's a reward if you donate as well. So lots of really, really good stuff there. I'm putting the link in the show notes if you want to donate to that. Also, be sure to check out my YouTube shorts, TikTok, Instagram. It's all the same video. I just upload it to all the different platforms. And I've been opening the Pokemon holiday calendar. And we're currently, as of recording, it is December 12th. So I'm going to be opening up number thirteen. Uh, as of this recording, you'll probably see a couple more by the time it comes out, and yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff in here. I've been getting really cool packs of cards, some current ones, and then some are, that are a little older. I've been getting some cool individual cards that were um, that kind of have a mark just for this set, like a glass Um, I've gotten a Stantler. And there's been some stickers. I got a keychain. My favorite one recently is I got a TCG coin um, that you flip for heads or tails at the beginning of a match, and it has a Snom on it. And I really like Snom. Snom yeah. is a precious, precious little bean. One of the best Pokemon out of Sword and Shield, honestly. Never. It is it. adorable. It's so, <laughs> so cute. You don't know it.
1: No, no. I I basically don't know anything that's not in game.
0: Google SNOM, S-N-O-M, and go to images.
1: Why does it have a butt chin?
0: (laughs) It's, I don't know, but it's perfect. (laughs) It's like a little
1: icy hedgehog.
0: It is a tiny little, but it's a bug. And it evolves into frost moth, uh, which is a beautiful icy moth. And it it is just perfect in every little way. I love it. And it is pretty it's cute. It's so cute. Apart and I, have it, I <laughs> have it as a, it is a little, it's a cute little butt face and I love it. <laughs> and I have a little coin of it now and that makes me happy. So be sure to check those out. So again, link in the show notes for the fundraiser. And if you just want to see me chill and open a holiday calendar, uh, check out in the more DeFi 250, pick your poison, YouTube shorts, TikTok or Instagram, it's on all of them.
1: And for me, I'll be joining with PvP Steve on Saturday, the 23rd of December for his Clash of Champions Down Under Edition. He's done, uh, I I think this is the second one he's done now. He did a Clash of Champions a little bit earlier on where he took the international champions from each of the, uh, you know, the most recent international championships and pit them together in a little mini tournament and streamed that. Now he's doing the Down Under Edition where he's taken all the regionals winners of of each of the regionals that have happened in Australia and putting them in a tournament. So I'm glad that I get this opportunity to work with Steve. One other thing just quickly, I have decided that I will be changing my streaming schedule just a little bit. Uh, Previously, I've been streaming on Sunday and Monday evening my time, which is Sunday morning, Monday morning uh, US time. Uh, Lately, I've been getting... To like the end of a Sunday and get, just getting a little bit like, ah, I don't really want to stream right now. So I've changed the schedule to, it's now going to be Monday and Wednesday. Those of you who listen to the podcast and also come and watch the stream, firstly, you rock, keep keep it up. <laughs> but secondly, uh, that that's going to be the change that we make. So same starting time, but it'll be Monday, Wednesday now instead of Sunday, Monday.
0: All right, and with that, that is a show. We love hearing your feedback. We love having emails to read every single week. So if you have questions or suggestions for me or Fish on the Heater, you can always direct your feedback to Corner at gocastpodcast.com. Send us a voicemail or to the PO Box address. Uh, those numbers are down below. In the show's description, you can also click on More Fish or More DeFi to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. Don't forget, have a listen to to the other two shows in the main contact podcast feed. We have the main GoCast podcast with Chris and Kyle to get news tips and community in the world of Pokemon Go and the newest edition, which is Star Piece, where Chris and Lachlan recently interviewed David Hernandez, also known as Hamtaro, also known as the host of As the Pokeball Turns. So be sure to check all of that out and we'll chat next week.